0: Greetings, God Slayers! I'm back with another episode of God Killers Anonymous. We're going to be taking a different route for the podcast today, as we're going to give you a little sneak peek as to Season 3 when we get into dragons. But since I have lacked the creativity to word this in a way that people could understand, I'm coming at you now with fresh perspective, having meditated and done everything I could to get over this creative block. So I apologize in advance if you were waiting like super long, but the creativity and the spark is back. So today's direction, we will be going towards the dragons and introducing the Dragon King Zaspernathan Zaspernathan is an intergalactic entity that rules over a distant planet who happens to be my spiritual father like he and my mother, spiritual mother helped create my soul so I have a deep connection to him And as with many of us that are serious on the path, we have to explore both our mortal bloodlines as well as our immortal bloodlines. Zaspernathan and his story mixes with the story of Ock and his ilk in today's tale. As Zaspernathan, my actual spiritual father, comes through, when he learns what Ark has been doing. So you'll be thoroughly entertained. But today's episode will be from his perspective. And it is called Tablet of the Dragon. Now as par tradition, it is time, because this is an epic battle, we will be building anticipation. I've rehearsed this episode several times, but the camera and sound kept cutting out, and I kept hearing that it wasn't the right time. So I'm hoping it is the right time, and I'm fairly confident. I'm preparing the intro music as we speak, but to get the right ambiance for this episode, I will be playing a selection of music that should get you in the mood. Today's track will be called Kronos, it is by Joe Bloomberg, so I'm giving him the credit he deserves for this masterful piece. Snap your W2 nope, nope, stupid ad. Three. Nope. Tax returns only. See if you Fuck you. Fuck government. You're entering the Doritos Dimension. Jolt into a world of tangy and sweet barbecue. Gallop through bold spices and explore Dip. every Okay. Sorry about that. Ads always creep up. Here we go. so just picture the atmosphere as this plays because by all recollection I'm still working through the void at this point at least in the tale having the internal struggle of who to trust, who to believe, between the two forces. That is the running theme of today's episode. Even the strongest bonds can be pulled into question and can give you multiple tower moments for those people that read tarot. Okay, now that the energy has been set, today's episode is known as the Tablet of the Dragon. Not to be confused with the Emerald Tablets, but you'll see why I called it Tablet. On the starry plains of the on system, which is divided into quadrants, divided into two planets, two societies, two races. The first planet, the Moon, was known as Kiziakoa, the lesser of the two, home to the Jondaran race. The stars direct children, not to be confused with star seeds because we all know how that is in our community. They were adept at divination, astrology, tarot, necromancy, and mind control. Their bodies reflected the moon's light so strongly, the elements of which we have come to know in Etherus as fire, water, earth, and air were their playthings. They can manipulate them with such ease that it was like a child playing with a machine gun. Which is not a good image for most people. <laughs> Their bodies... were made almost of shimmering light. Like liquid reflected off of a glass. They also had the ability to shape shift and modify their bodies or certain parts of their bodies to accomplish certain missions, which made them excellent at contract killing and mercenary work, as they could mutate their bodies to accommodate the missions for their employers. And as their forms would usually shift at night, like a modern-day werewolf, they could at least have some bodily control over what they shifted. They could make it grand and storm, expanding their bodies and consciousness beyond the mortal flesh, or they could shrink. But every time they shifted, it was as smooth as fallen rain. Or a fresh fog from the spring thaw. Anyway, some other beautiful metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) The atmosphere was mostly copper and iodine. And it reflected itself in their skin, which shone a copper tone. Which was a golden color. Golden, bronzish. On the other planet, much bigger. In scale, with purple rivers. And dense jungle. A pearl beach. Which was rich in magnesium. Phosphorus, naturally sourced amethyst riverbeds, and a massive observatory that could be seen for miles, and it makes the Hubble telescope of Etheris look like a fucking child's toy. The bigger of the two planets was known as Jasalawar in the native tongue. Great obsidian structures and lapis lazuli shimmering horizons dotted the landscape. Almost like being in a giant snow globe. This is where our story begins. As I have personally been there, and I know quite a few other people have misassociated it with Venus, so, not naming names, I'm just saying that the person I traveled with is probably listening to this podcast right now. You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Two emissaries approach and enter a grand pavilion, dressed in silver armor, one male, one female, approach the throne room of a humanoid man with black skin as dark as oil, the monarch dressed in a shimmering emerald Colored coat with golden fur and purple leather, which looks pretty badass. He was holding a ruby and jade-tipped scepter. The woman speaks. My lord, she said gleefully, hands between I can't really describe it, but it's like someone runs into the throne room, like they just caught a fish for the first time. That's how I can describe it. I caught one, I caught one, that type of energy. We found him. The young prince is alive. The male responded, The Red Clan has not corrupted him yet. However, I regret to inform my liege that his soul is marked by another. The king erupts in anger. Who? The female continues with a stuttering tone. The child is being raised as the spawn of the Nameless One. The king rages, knocking them both back with a thunderous, booming voice. So, Agrioth has finally come out of hiding. Millennia, of slumber and cowardice. And his first action to announce that he has returned to the cosmos is by marking my boy for death. He snaps and stares at both of them directly and looks at him with a piercing gaze that makes them both shudder. As their armor begins to smoke and crackle as if being crushed like a used coke can and being cooked from the inside out smoking steaming and sparking my lord the female chokes back not trying to get her throat completely ripped apart, no, the child hasn't been branded, Acrioth has adopted the boy, (laughs) he has adopted him and is raising him as his own, the sizzling intensifies, Smoke can physically be seen by the other man. We can mount a mission. To go get him. Damn right you are. The king snaps back. If you want to continue your pathetic life, you're going to go over there. Go over to etheris Intercept Oxplan. And... Awaken my boy to his true nature. For if you do not, that armor is going to cook you like sashimi. Both people, both entities, gulp in unison. But, due to regulations, I am not allowed to go to Etherus on my own the intensely blocked off celestial barricade and the atmosphere, he would sense me a mile away, so you must go. But to make sure you're not spotted immediately like a fucking idiot, I'm going to have to make some changes. The king pulls on a green, glowing tablet and swipes some images as if holding an iPad. Pressing a few buttons on his iPad, or what I can see as an iPad at the time, the genetic structure of the entities begin to change, painfully. As a burning, stinging sensation, bones cracking and reforming, gurgling, screaming, crying, can all be heard throughout the planet as the girl is the first to change. Heavily wheezing. Ah! Ah! blood pouring out of her mouth. (sighs) Her skin begins to change color from yellow to a bright bluish bluish green. Her features become more and more humanoid. Skinnier. Leaner. In an effort to blend in her stomach shrinks her legs elongate and what I can only describe as the most disturbing popping noise comes as the transformation finishes as her species does not have very long legs and both legs emerge from her swiftly, with a huge, loud, thunderous crack, to which even her male companion winced in anticipation. Oh, wait, 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 he says. One more thing. He then begins to swipe on his iPad-like thing again, and a mark appears over her head, and her blue skin turns pale. Her eyes become slightly enlarged. the finished product looks like a girl from the Orient with green highlights in her hair. And her male companion is stunned, but quickly looks back. Now as for you, my dear boy, since you haven't said anything this entire time, I'm holding you responsible. If my boy comes back to me harmed in any way, that armor will be the least of your worries. As his armor begins to smoke as well. And the most intense, death-defying glare penetrates into the man so hard that his stomach begins to shake and quiver. Okay, now, since you haven't said anything this whole time, you drew the short end of the straw, (laughs) and I don't feel bad about this either, yoink. He then switches from her genetic profile to his. The same bone-crunching mess described earlier happens to the man. He's going to need some transportation, so. You will be the transportation. Oh, wait, I didn't sign up for this! Oh! Ah! Oh, he then begins to take a more canine form. With a low, guttural growl at the end of it. Much bigger than any wolf we have down here in Etherus. Now this should keep you safe from ox detection system go and as far as he's concerned you are his new sister your name shall be Akiko now go a blue light opens to reveal a hole the size of Kansas, as what I can describe as red light streaks shoot across the sky and a portal opens in my room, a portal which I have not seen in a long time and whose mechanics still elude me. But whose red glow lit up my entire room like a red sunlight? Go now. It's uh, about eleven o'clock at night over there. So try not to work. Try not to wake up the boy too much. And you, Wolfie boy, so help me. If you bring Ok back here, you and I are gonna have some punishment to deal out. The wolf whines in agreement, <coughs> and then takes off. I don't wanna hear a single word until you have confirmed contact. The girl shakes in agreement. Yes, my lord. (sighs) As she approaches Aetheris, the atmosphere is cold. The winter snow had frozen over my windows. Auk can be seen in his favorite chair, slumped over Covered in chicken grease and snoring loud as hell. Not seeing not seeming to stir in the entire time. At least until they started to move. He was clearly dreaming about a chicken. Or women. Or both. as food stains still covered his shirt. Jerose, his loyal wife, laying her head on his belly. And what looked like the immortal equivalent of him wearing a wife beater. But I myself was asleep during this time. And yes, before anyone says anything, spirits do sleep. All that can be heard from my supposed sister, which I didn't know at the time, was the loud snoring of the would-be emperor of the universe chicken chicken give me yeah. chicken uh, you dare challenge me come here come here woman <laughs> she creeps around the room ever so slowly careful we don't want to wake him up it'll be terrible for us to wake him up Especially with that bastard sitting there in the control room. Don't grunt too loud. We don't want to wake him up. She then approaches my bedside and begins to gently nudge me. I begin to stir. Fuck said that I murmured Shh. Turn around other side of the bed Hey What the I turn around and face her My vision blurring ever so slightly due to the sleep in my eyes What's going on I stutter Wait, who are you? I haven't seen you ever. Are you, uh... Never mind who I am. She interrupts. We have a message for you. And you probably won't like it. But... Ok is not your father. We were sent here by your real father. taken aback, my first response was, who the fuck are you? Telling me telling me this man isn't my father. Look at him. Does he ever treat you like a son? Doesn't matter. I respond. At least he was there. And he saved my life. If this man that you're talking to me about is anything like a father, why didn't he show up? Because he didn't know you were alive. We don't have much time. I have to remain quiet, otherwise that loud-ass bastard who does nothing but fart, burp, and insult people will wake up. Just then, from the other side of my mind, I hear, Hmm! Mm. Mm, stop messing with me. I smell something. Jettlese, wake up. Mm, no, honey, leave me alone. I'm trying to sleep. Some... I smell something. No, go back to sleep. It's probably the boys. fine. Uh. Mm. Oh oh shit she replies we we need to hurry this up he almost woke up there no he's snoring you hear that just say what you gotta say he doesn't like me being up while he's asleep Well... Either way, if you say that he won't like you being here, you should probably go. I understand. She says calmly. But we have a message. And when the time comes... Look back on your life and see... Why you have always been pulled to the draconic path. And why dragons have mysteriously fascinated you since being a child. I guarantee we will cross paths again, but I must go. Mm -hmm. Boy, is that you? Boy, boy. Boy! Oh, what is it, Dad? Who are you talking to? Uh, no, nobody. Nobody. Calmly saying it. Go, just go back to sleep. I'm smelling something weird in there. Are you making something? No, no. He smells me. I must go. Here. She hands me a scroll with a weird seal on it. I put it in my pocket and it dissolves into my astral library. But just before she can get her other foot over the portal to go back to where she came from... Ark begins to stir and grunt loudly. <laughs> all right, all, all right, you motherfuckers. I noticed someone's here. Boy, get my mallet. No, 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 no. there's no... Don't lie to me, boy. You know me better than that. Now, who's here? Uh, Oh, they're gone now. Woman, wake up. Five more minutes. Oh, please, honey. General, say we might have been invaded. Check the perimeter. Make sure the boys' wards are up. Wards are up. Open your eyes, girl. Oh. Hi, sweetheart. She looks at me and smiles. Are you okay? Yeah, Mom, I'm okay. Wait, the energy's different in here. Why is the energy different? Did an angel attack you, honey? No, Mom, I'm fine. I smell something. A portal was just opened here. Trace the signal of the portal. I'm taking the boy on a little trip. Where are we going? Get yourself ready, boy. We're going on an astral adventure. Mm. He begins to growl softly. Mm. I don't like people messing with my wards. There's a weird scent on everything. Thought they could get the best of me is really going to suffer. Dad, I'm telling you that no one was here. Don't lie, boy. You're too pure-hearted for that. Besides, they're just lucky that they escaped before I had my morning chicken. It's three o'clock in the Oh, I guess it is morning. 3 a.m. is morning. Uh. Attention, Jettlesley interrupts. All order entities in our vicinity, we have had a breach. Repeat, we have had a breach. Bodyguards manifest at once. Big, burly, buff bodyguards in black crew neck t shirts appear, almost like a tan skinned bodybuilder. Their jaws are slightly slack as they are getting used to their human form in rapid manifestation. <sighs> yeah, what is it, my lady? How may we be of service? We had a break in. Track the signal. Alright. They say in a very thick southern accent. Oh, looks like the boys' wards were tampered with. Don't worry. We can we can fix it. No, no, we need to trace the... We don't know who it was. I can do it. Ox shifts his face to that resemble that of a wolf and takes one giant sniff. Oh, yeah, we definitely had a break in. Come on, boy. Woman, bring my mallet. They then proceed to follow the trail, jerking me out of my body and taking me onto the astral plane with such a force that my my body wobbles as I stand up. I know, son. I know this is something very, very weird, but we can't have any, we can't take any chances. Let's go. All right. I then begin to get my pants on and every other thing I use to get dressed. No, 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 no time. Come on, let's go. I'm whisked away into some green castle-like structure as the scent is rapidly paired with the scent of that girl. Ah, oh, you had Oh, son," he says gleefully. "You might have had a secret stalker." <laughs> My little prince has his charm. Let's go. I'm looking forward to bashing his head in. Just then, the Emerald King... opens the Grand Palace doors. And then... sucks both entities into his throne room. With such force, it feels like a F5 tornado. Before the doors rapidly close and lock behind them, his eyes glow like star- a scarlet color, burning red passion. Hello, Ark. How do you know me? Who are you? You sent that signal to my son. He was never your son, you arrogant fool. Now, you're going to suffer. The atmosphere goes black as a jade spear begins to glow and vibrate. You took my boy from me. Now, I'm going to make you suffer. A purplish black glowing blade erupts from Ox Pants Pocket. Oh, I'm going to enjoy this. Purple flames crackle and the atmosphere begins to shake. And the air begins to solidify and wobble like water. As both entities stare each other down for the death match of a lifetime. And that's the end of the show. Yeah, cliffhanger, I know. But the podcasting agency I use to upload these only allows me to record a certain amount. Which I found out yesterday as I was pre-recording this. So, that's the end of the show. Part two will be a day after tomorrow. If at all. <laughs> I'll try to make my schedule more consistent. But, TikTok is xspider6. Um, If you'd like to contribute financially to the show, my PayPal is ZachBerdefebaugh. Z-A-C-H B A E R D-E-F-F-E-B-A-U-G-H. Snapchat is Carmel Supreme 9. Instagram is Spider Dragon95. Till next time, God Slayers. Peace out.